Hi there, my name's Jane Anderson and this is the Jane Anderson Brand You Show. It's the podcast for experts who want to have greater impact, influence and income for their businesses and careers. As experts, we know that people buy from people and work with people who they know, who they like and who they trust. So I'm so glad you're here because it's that time again now to really amplify how you show up in the world. Hi there, and welcome to the Jane Anderson Brand You Show. I am so pleased that you're here today. Today, we're going to be talking about storytelling and how it fits into your personally branded business. As you know, we talk all things brand you, and that's uh, particularly if you have your business branded as yourname.com. So you are the go-to person. So um, today, I'm going to be talking about storytelling and how that fits into your your and how storytelling fits into your name and your branding and how it can help you stand out so um i don't know about you but i one of my favorite things to do is travel and my favorite place in the world to go to is the u.s i just love going there i just find you know it's got so much vibrance and energy and people are um, uh, you know, op- I find generally Americans really optimistic. I think they're big picture thinkers. They live in this world of possibility, and um, and but one of my favourite places to go in in the US is Las Vegas, and I've been there a number of times. And every time I go, I just fall in love with the place. There's just so much to do. They're so stimulating for the eyes. Like there's, I love. I could just walk through hotels for hours. I look at all the beautiful designs and um, the stores and the ideas that people have. You know, it's just so big. It's bigger than Ben-Hur, yet there's so much attention to detail. I love seeing the restaurants and I love I love the theatre, which is the other reason why I, go, I love going to, to Las Vegas because I love the theatre. I love seeing shows, um, whether it's musicals or comedy or whatever it might be. I did a lot of drama at school, so um, it um, it's just one of those places that just switches me on. I usually have to come back and have a holiday when I get back because I'm completely overstimulated. <laughs> um, but I'm not a gambler. Um, but I the other reason why I love going there is because, and particularly the US, is that is because I love um, customer service. And I remember in 2012, I remember I was in. A situation with my business I remember kind of being at this point where we had we had a lot of really negative things happening in Queensland at the time we had a change of government we had 17,000 people made redundant from the public service and I was just remember finding the mindset a little bit flat at the time and I was finding it really hard to be inspired so what I did was I thought you know what I'm just going to get on a plane and I'm going to get out of here so I jumped on a plane and off I went to Vegas for a week. I thought that's exactly what I need. But one of the other reasons why I went was something that had always been on my on my wish list was to go and um, have a look at the Wynn Encore and to look at some of the hotels that Steve Wynn owns. Now, if you don't know who Steve Wynn is, Steve Wynn, if you're Australian and you're listening to this, you probably don't know who he is. But he's he's um, he started uh, on the Las Vegas Strip as a property developer and um, started a number of the hotels way back in, in the 40s, 50s, back when Vegas first started. He's, when he became very close friends with Frank Sinatra, and the Sinatra restaurant is in the Wynn Encore Hotel over there. 
And when I got there, when I got, uh, so I, one of my dreams was to go and just walk through the win on core. I'd heard about it. And if you get to go and see it, it is absolute magic. It is just beautiful. And um, so it was quite new at the time. And it's just an absolute feast for the eyes. And there's not a single part of the hotel that's not untouched by the most beautiful fabrics, lighting, um, architecture, sculptures, uh, things you've ever seen in your life. I literally felt like I was Dorothy in in the Emerald City when I was there, and it, it's just absolutely breathtaking. I thought I think it's beautiful, and I remember this particular day. I arrived at three o'clock in the afternoon, and lunchtime had just passed, and it wasn't quite dinner time. And I was looking for somewhere that I could grab a bite to eat, and because I'd just I'd just come from Australia, so I just landed, and it was the first thing I wanted to go and do. So I was wandering around and this security guard came up to me and he said, um, he said, ma'am, uh, you're looking a little bit last. Can I help you? And, uh, and, and I said, oh, look, I'm looking for somewhere to just grab a bite to eat. I think most things are kind of closed for lunch and they're opening for dinner later, but is there anywhere I could go for afternoon tea? And he said, of course, ma'am, let me, let me check for you. So he, uh, he took a piece, took a piece of paper out of his pocket and it had a list of all the activities for the day. And I noticed at the bottom of the page, it said, have you got a story to tell? Share your customer story if you went above and beyond for a customer today. So I asked the security guard. Now, I was a bit cheeky because I knew I knew what it meant, but I wanted to ask him what he t- tells me. I wanted to see what he would say. So I asked him what that meant. And he quickly just brushed it aside and he said, oh, look, you know, it, it's no problem. You know, it, it's just something that we do internally. And just and he just folded up his piece of paper and just put it in his pocket and started to tell me where I could go for afternoon tea. And I said, look, I hope you don't mind me asking, but I've just heard about the storytelling work that Steve Wynn does in his hotels. And I'd be really curious to just learn a little bit more about it. And but I'd love to know from your perspective. And he said, look, the way that it works is that he said that the way they work in customer service and the way that Steve uh, Steve Wynn is across what goes on in all his hotels, he owns the Bellagio, MGM Grand and all these all these amazing places. And he said that the way it works is that if you have gone above and beyond for a customer that day, you email the story that goes to your management team. And if they decide that it's good enough, then at your team management meeting, immediately film crews come in, they film the story, it gets uploaded on the internet immediately. And Steve Wynn sees it. Um, and, uh, and from there you can, you are, so you're acknowledged for going out of your way to go and solve customer problems. And even there's an interview with Steve Wynn on the on YouTube, and he says, "So you know what? I I I got everyone out there trying to find me a problem, <laughs> which is fantastic. You know, when we work with customer service, I think particularly in Australia where service is pretty ordinary most of the time, um, uh, you know, the branding that works and customer service that comes from branding, it means that." his team members are actively out looking for problems. They're not hiding from them. You know, how many customers do you know? Uh, how many um, organizations and businesses do you go into when there looks like a problem and people just happen to be completely looking the opposite way accidentally on purpose and, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't see that. So his staff are deliberately out there trying to find problems to solve. And his win on core hotel staff, uh, there's 12,000 staff, they're alone and uh and that's just one of his hotels 
and even the interview that's on YouTube, it's on uh, it's uh, an interview with Steve Robinson on the from the Hoover Institution, and he says, you know, really at the heart of being able to ensure that each person lives and breathes that brand can be found in one word, and that is the culture and the culture that that business creates. And he says that to create a service culture by raising the individual employee's self-esteem is one of the best ways to make that happen. And one of the best ways that you can do that to tap into their self-esteem is storytelling. And that way you can have employee of the month, um, but uh, you can have employee of the month, but that just relies on being noticed by your manager. It doesn't tap into the self-esteem of the individual. And um, he said also that, you know, when you look at someone, you know, if you look at a customer, a customer's like kind of lost and they need a bit of guidance or they're delivering, you know, they're personally delivering coffee to a room or whatever it means, you know, there's an opportunity. Problems are opportunities and those opportunities are the way that you can connect and engage and inspire your customers. Um, and even if you look at, if I look at Steve Wynn and his journey, I remember I watched a, a uh, a documentary that was as was when the Borgata was built in Atlantic City in 2006 and in that documentary one team member uh, their motivation was to be such a part of the win business and the win organization that he applied to work there for free that's how badly he wanted to work there so this is just such a great example how certain people align with certain values in businesses and create such vision that um, at the exclusion of a salary. I just think that's extraordinary. And they, people want to be inspired. They want to be part of something. And that kind of workplace um, is just priceless. And I think uh, the other person that comes to mind who does some good storytelling, um, and when I look at, say, Don Meege, Don Meege is the CEO of Domino's Pizzas. And his story, his background was that he came through the ranks. He was the pizza delivery guy. He started there when he was 15 and he worked his way up. He owned franchises and he went on to be the regional manager and operations manager and then on to the CEO. And his story is so unique and it's so memorable and it aligns with his purpose and what the organization is all about. So it's also a great story for his personal marketing, but not everyone is lucky enough to have that kind of story for their CEO. So storytelling is, I think, in the Australian Financial Review in February 2014, it was identified as one of the top skills for leaders to be able to master for the future. And it's also one of the best branding tools to use as part of your personal brand. And the reason why it's so powerful is it just creates such an emotional-based connection with your customer. So when I say your customer, that's whether, you know, whether it's a colleague, your team member you've got working with you, a client or whoever it might be, um, an audience member, a person reading your blog. Storytelling absolutely connects, engages and inspires your customer. Um, and when I think about it, uh, you know, if you look at, um, someone like Aristotle. Aristotle said the key to influencing somebody is that you need three things. You need ethos, logos, and pathos. And ethos is you need credibility. You need uh, ethos comes from someone said something or you've got some kind of background in it. Logos comes from logic and what the evidence or or um, data is there to support your claims. And pathos, pathos is the emotional connection. It's the empathy 
that engages and that emotional connection, if you can connect emotionally, it will fast track to your customer's brain. And Yamini Naidu and Gabrielle Dolan, they're the authors of the book Hooked, um, how leaders can engage and inspire with storytelling. And they are global thought leaders in storytelling and business communication. And they say that there are really two things you need to be good at to have uh, or that you um, that you need for storytelling in your business. The first first one is do people hang on to every word you say? Can they remember what you say and can they repeat it? So if you're telling a story, if you've got a story as part of your brand, then can people repeat it to you? Do you hear it coming back to you? And I think, and then they say, the other question is, how purposeful are you with your storytelling? What message do you want your stories to contain? So, and if you think about this, if you're, if you're an expert in your field, if you're a thought leader um, or a, uh, a professional services, or you're going out on your own under yourname.com, this links to Simon Sinek's work around, um, uh, start with why or uh, you've got to understand the why and the way that you can bring a why to life in your personal branding is through storytelling and it sits quite often in keynotes it will sit um, more often than not even on your about page on your uh, on your on your website Um, some people ask me if it goes on a LinkedIn page on your summary area nine times out of ten I say no but if you've got a story like Don Meijer's uh, from the CEO from Domino's, then I'd go, yeah, that's a pretty good story um, for a summary. So um, I reckon you kind of want to start to keep a bit of a journal around your stories, even if you keep a file somewhere uh, in your inbox and start to capture what are some of the stories that make up your brand and your personal brand and your and the experiences that you've had. Um, if you look at my about, about Us page or About Jane page, um, I have a couple of whys, uh, I have a couple of stories on my about us page and there were two, two significant moments in my career in business, um, that are the reason why I do what they do. So uh, that I do what I do. So one was when, uh, I was, I had got divorced. I had to move back to the city, start my life all over again, and I couldn't get a job. And my problem was, and isn't it ironic, this was, this was um, before I had my business, this was many years ago, and, you know, I was so frustrated and my mum had said to me, you know, I think it's about time you have a chat to Centrelink because clearly what you're doing is not working. So off I, I said to her, you know, this just doesn't seem fair. I, I know I'm good at this stuff. I know I can do this, but it's so much harder when it's yourself. But the job market had changed and what I, and there were so many different pieces of information out there and I couldn't get a straight answer and the way that the old ways of doing things were not working and here I was I'd been on recruitment panels and all those types of things and here I was struggling myself so one of the reasons I do what I do is is because the way that we struggle sometimes to market ourselves particularly at a time when we lack confidence and when you're needing you know to be able to stand out my other story that's on my about us page that you might see is um i started my business i had a business called inside out training and coaching which i still have um and with that business 
uh, I built it up and then we had a change of government and all sorts of things happened and um, and I started again but I started again under yourname.com which is Jane Anderson or jane-anderson.com and wow everything moved faster so one of the reasons why I do what I do is because people find it difficult to sell themselves particularly Aussies we're a pretty laid-back kind of bunch and plus my own personal experience with my own business plus trying to get jobs and uh and and because you know we're not necessarily center of attention I'm not a selfie taker I hate selfies I'm not a center of attention I don't like doing a lot of um uh, you know look at me kind of stuff but I get that I have to do it as part of my job um, but I also have to do it to inspire my customers to go look it's okay it's, it's going to be all right and when you've got a brand new business you've got to get comfortable doing that and your personal brand will come through through your storytelling and your why so I think there's a couple of things to consider um, I think that you want to think about what's your purpose so be really clear about what you're trying to create Uh, when you're telling stories you really want to think about what's the message I'm trying to send here to create and establish that connection with my audience and I think the other thing is to think about what medium are you using to tell that story so for instance you know is it being told verbally so is it in a presentation is it online is it like this in a podcast Uh, is it in your LinkedIn area Um, you know is it on your website and your about us page I think it's one of the things I really struggled when I was learning about storytelling. I found it people weren't giving me clear direction about what story went where. They just said, oh, you can use it on these areas. So I think you want to be quite deliberate and really think about what's the purpose of this page? What's the purpose of this medium? How does the individual, um, how does the customer absorb this story? And is it in the context of what I'm trying to sell or influence or persuade? And will that connect for them? Will that make sense for them in order for me to help them? So storytelling, I think when you first start, it might feel a bit like you're dumping a whole lot of stuff and you just don't even know where to put it. (laughs) And you're putting it as part of your personal branding collateral. And I totally understand I've been there. Um, And it can feel like you have all these pieces to a jigsaw puzzle and you have no idea where they go. You don't know what matches a message or a moment or give it meaning. And so you might feel a little bit lost. Um, And so um, you just really got to think about what story matches the customer motivation at exactly that moment in time. Because if your customer can't see themselves in your story, no matter how good it is, it will fall on deaf ears. And however, if that story really connects with those who um, are going through that same problem, then your story needs to amplify that problem. So the challenge for you, I think, when it comes to storytelling as part of your personal brand, and you might like to have a think about it, um, is who are you trying to persuade? What stories are you going to use to engage their hearts and their minds to want to connect and work with you? Um, so keep a journal I think you might want to do that think about your purpose and what's the real medium that's being used so if you would like to find out more information or connect with me further um, to find out more about storytelling I do a little bit of work on storytelling in my impact book you're very welcome to have a look on uh, on my website jane-anderson.com.au in the books area Um, and you'll see the other books there the latest book is connect which is uh, how to build your LinkedIn, uh, how to leverage your LinkedIn profile for business growth and lead generation in less than seven minutes a day. 
and the other tools that are on there you'll see my connect online program uh, which matches the book it's my masterclass recorded into an online course and it's $497 so you're very welcome to jump on there have a look around um, follow my blogs feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn and um, and of course show me your stories tag me in your stories I'd love to see them so thanks very much I hope you have a fantastic week and uh, and I will see you or talk to you on the next podcast